Hey, listen, my name is Jeffrey Morse. Welcome to the 11th episode of the Hey, Listen Games cast. Here with me today is Nathan Wagner. Hello, folks. And also joining us today is our third member, Rob Douglas. Hey, listen. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is going to be our first live show giveaway that we are going to do. And we also have another giveaway that we're going to be doing this next ongoing week. It was a lot of fun um, getting uh, to know some of you guys better on Twitter and seeing some of the more interactions that that kind of brought to our profile. So we really dug that. So we are going to go ahead and give away a copy of Runbow, one of my favorite indie games for the Wii U. Nathan right here has put all the names on a piece of paper into his favorite cowboy hat. <laughs> I thought this was Indiana Jones. Well, Indiana Jones can also double okay. as a cowboy. It depends okay. how you wear it. Okay. Depends how you wear it. Um, depends on Nathan, what video game you're playing. Want to go ahead and grab the hat of glory there? Shuffle the papers around. <laughs> all right. Let's see what we get here, folks. All right. The Take- winner. For the, what are we giving away? Runbow? A copy of Runbow. For a copy of Runbow <laughs> is Twitter user at Rory. That's at Rory, R-O-R-Y-Y-Y. All righty. So, so, at Rory. So congratulations, at Rory. You are our first giveaway winner. We will be DMing you uh, the download code to be able to download Runbow to play on your Wii U. Thanks so much for entering and thanks to everyone else who entered and didn't get a chance to win this time. But fear not, for we are having another giveaway this week. And this week we will be giving away a copy of Gunman Clive for the Nintendo 3DS. If you have not played Gunman Clive, it is basically a um, almost 2D, um, it's 2.5D uh, platforming slash shooting game. Kind of like Contra, but it's set in the Wild West. It was made by like a one-man team, actually. It's a really cool story. And he made it, put it out. It's only, I think, like 2 or $3 on the eShop. And uh, I played through the, this entire game, enjoyed it a lot. It's only about an hour or two long, but uh, definitely a really fun game to have on the go on the 3DS. So if you want to win a copy of Run, or not Runbo, we already gave away Runbo. <laughs> we already gave that one away. Yeah, if you want to win a copy of Gum and Clive, we'll put another tweet up on our profile as soon as the show is over. And you can uh, retweet that for a chance to win. So, yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and move into our first segment, which is, as always, is our news of the week. So, before we start anything, can I just say, happy birthday to the Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo has turned 25. 25. It is old enough to rent a car. (laughs) It is. Isn't that? That's older than both of you guys, isn't it? No, I am am like a month and a half older than the Super Nintendo. I am going oh, okay. on the Super Nintendo. Ha! <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, a few months. Super Nintendo came out the year I was born, so pretty cool. Uh, Turned 25 yeah. today, exactly. Um, I think it came out a little earlier in the in Japan, but today is his 25th uh, birthday in North America. So wanted to throw that out there. Um, I know I played a lot of Super Nintendo growing up. Rob, did you as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so mostly at friends' houses. Mostly at friends' houses. Nathan, you never owned one, but you played it a little bit, right? Um, Actually, not really. I had an NES, and then um, I didn't really have any friends who had a Super Nintendo. Um, I kind of jumped right to the Nintendo 64. Yes, that's what you get for living in Montana. Not a lot of friends uh, in the neighborhood, (laughs) right? 
Okay, so when we first moved into our neighborhood, we were the first people to ever move into our neighborhood, and then people moved in around us. There so you there you go. Um, but yeah, happy birthday to the Super Nintendo. Stay Woo. safe uh, while you're driving those rented cars. Um, <laughs> all right, Rob, you want to talk a little bit about uh, PlayStation Plus and what happened this week? Status? Yeah, so PlayStation announced that PlayStation Plus's prices are going to increase. Uh, starting September 22nd, uh, the yearly plan is now $59.99, so it's about a $10 increase. And the three-month plan is now $24.99. And this is the first price increase in the U.S. and Canada since the launch of PlayStation Plus in 2010. Which is a pretty good run to go six years before you have to kick the price up. I think it's to keep up with the fact that you know they give away so many games on PlayStation Plus. And, I mean, $60 is about the standard price for a new game. And you get, what, uh, two games every month? So you're looking at 24 games in a year? You could say it's a pretty good deal, still. Yeah, PS4. (laughs) Slip just got announced. Uh, uh, Smaller, cheaper version of the PlayStation 4. Um, And, Nathan, were you you expecting this? Uh, what, What are your impressions on this? Um, I was not really expecting this. I kind of, um, it's expected that they're going to announce the PS4K, PS Neo, whatever they're going to call it, um, at their upcoming September 7th event. Um, and I thought they would just go with the normal PS4 model, um, as the lower grade version of that, but it sounds like they are going to be replacing that model with the Slim. Um, I guess it makes sense from a hardware perspective. Um, Sony can probably make these cheaper um, than they could make the original PS4s, so they'll save some money on that and hopefully be able to pass that money on to that savings on to the consumers, which will be great. Um, but honestly, it doesn't seem super important. Like the PS4, as far as consoles go, isn't super big anyway, so I'm not like really worried about wanting to have a lot smaller one or any, anything like that. What do you think, Rob? You know, um, this actually doesn't surprise me all that much because they've done the same thing with every single other PlayStation console in existence. PlayStation yeah. 1, they released a smaller version. PlayStation 2, they released a smaller version. PlayStation 3, they released the Slim. Yeah, they had like um, two or three smaller versions for the PS3 as well. Yeah, so I'm really not surprised. I am actually was more surprised that they were going to do the PlayStation Neo than I was PlayStation Slim. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I guess when you actually think about it, you know, it's not too big of a surprise. And like Nathan was saying, I, I'm really hoping that this means that they can really sell it for um, a bigger or a lower price point and really pass yeah. like, those savings to the consumer, you know, because we're assuming that they're going to use some different parts and different things that will be uh, make it a little easier and uh, less money to kind of assemble and manufacture on uh, Sony's side. So I don't know, maybe we'll see this thing get announced. And um, I think... If this person supposedly already bought one, I mean, I'm sure they probably already made millions ready to be sold. So maybe it'll be a surprise release, kind of like Apple does, or, hey, it's available today right now, or, or maybe next week. Or um, I think this thing will be out in the market in the next month for sure. So, um, or so if you're going to buy a PS4, meat. wait for a month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think definitely wait wait for uh, the event and see if it's worth waiting for the, the PS4 Neo or if you just want to get this upgraded one, which we're assuming will be a lower um, price point than what the PS4 is currently being sold at. And hopefully there'll be a couple games bundled in there as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it uh, look, looks pretty cool. Um, and we will talk a little bit more about um, hardware revisions in our second segment. I'm uh, moving on to our next piece of news. Um, 
this is, I think, kind of the main game that we missed out of our Gamescom news was uh, Metal Gear Survive got announced at Gamescom, which is the first Metal Gear game post-Kojima for Konami. <laughs> so Kojima, if you didn't know, was the creator and basically uh, head director and was totally in charge for all the Metal Gear games. And uh, basically, during the development of the most recent Metal Gear Solid, him and Konami uh, just didn't quite get along. And I think it was mostly just because it didn't it doesn't really make sense for Konami's business model to make really big AAA budget um, games anymore. And Kojima didn't really like that. And so they had all these fights and they wanted to take his name off of the box and all these different things like that. And um, Kojima... Left left Konami right uh, when the game came out, and he started his own studio, and uh, I'm sure you guys know all about that. But, uh, yeah, so it's the first Metal Gear game since then. Everyone's been wondering, you know, are they going to carry on with the tradition of uh, Metal Gear gameplay? Or are they going to do something different? And, well, I think we have our answer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys watched the trailer or not. Um, it's kind of weird. Basically, it's like, the clickers from The Last of Us meets <laughs> a diamond stuck in the middle of a person's face meets a zombie thing. Uh-huh. And it's an alternate world where one of the guys on the base from Metal Gear Solid Five, Phantom Pain, gets pulled into this portal, basically. And now he's fighting for his life and it's co-op. Which is interesting. Hmm. It won't be a. It won't be a bigger. It won't be as big as like Metal Gear Five. Um, it'll be a smaller, more co-op, smaller personal one. Yeah. But one thing they did say in the gameplay was that the stealth elements of the Metal Gear Solid series would be still very relevant in gameplay. Hmm. So maybe kind of like a co-op Last of Us type game where you're kind of being stealthy, moving around. And yeah, things, but... I don't know. It just doesn't seem like I don't know if it'll live. <laughs> you're like, whoa, whoa uh, that, that, don't mention the same breath of a good game. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like uh, Konami spent a lot of time developing the Fox engine, which is what Metal Gear Solid Five was made on. A lot of time and money and resources and stuff like that. They're using the same yeah. engine. So it seems like they're just trying to make some more money back off of Metal Gear Solid Five because everything we've heard yeah. sounds like it was really, really expensive. And even though Five sold relatively well, like I don't know if they made a, very much money yeah. on it. And I don't stuff. think they really yeah. made much money off that game. And, uh, I mean, they already technically have all the assets and stuff, so they can just reuse all those and put them in a different type of genre game where you're surviving and running around shooting things. And It sounds very much like Call of Duty's zombie plan. You know, yeah, just release like, um, like this, like not quite a DLC, but like an extra package that says basically, "Hey, it's mm-hmm. the same game with zombies." Yeah, it reminds me of uh, there's a game that came out, I think I think it was earlier this year, um, called Umbrella Chronicles. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's yeah, like a co-op uh, shooter based in the Resident Evil world, but with yeah, no one from that, and the game was terrible, really buggy, um, and just. No one really liked it, and it wasn't that fun or anything like that. And honestly, this game, um, it's also a co-op kind of shooter with, I guess, some stealth elements, but it sounds very similar to what that game was. So I don't have high hopes for it, although I have to say I've never even played a Metal Gear game. So <laughs> I'm not that interested in the first place. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I like good zombie game every once in a while, and I, I come to kind of like... Uh, the more recent Metal Gear Solid games, I've played them uh, a little bit, and uh, I don't know. I 
haven't really even looked anything up on this game because it doesn't really even sound interesting. I'm like, no Kojima, why even bother with it? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but, pretty much. So. I played some of the older Metal Gear games back on like the PS1 and 2 generation, mm-hmm. and I haven't really played any of the more recent installments. I just kind of it it was just got so weird and the plot so con- <laughs> convoluted, and I don't even know I didn't even know what was going on that, in the games that weird I played. Stuff is why we play Metal Gear though? I feel like <laughs> like that that Kojami so. or. The Kojima, Kojami. <laughs> not Konami, Kojima. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that weird uh, Kojima style, though, where it's just kind of really Japanese and just kind of this random yeah. stuffs going on. Like, it's super weird, but at the same time, you can kind of appreciate it for what it is. And I don't know. Uh, during Metal Gear Solid Four, there's cutscenes that are over like 20, 30 minutes long, and like I'd watch five, ten minutes, and like every once in a while, I'd be like, okay, I can't do this. And I would just have to skip it, and I felt kind of bad, but. <laughs> Um, it, it is kind of what made it unique as a game because not a lot I wonder games. if you could just go through the entire Metal Gear Solid series and just like I don't know uh, recode it so that you don't have any of the cutscenes and just <laughs> see if like you actually are any more lost than the people who yeah, that would be called uh, Splinter Cell <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true um, but yeah All right. so uh, be sure to let us know on Twitter at Halison underscore games uh, what do you think of Metal Gear Survive? Good, bad, indifferent? Um, I think we're we're a little indifferent. Um, ed- edging towards uh, bad here on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. We have official Nintendo news this week. Woo! Woo! Um, made me excited. We finally have some Nintendo news. Um, they announced that they're going to have a really big PAX presence at PAX West up here in Seattle this year. Um, I was planning on going to PAX, but ended up uh, not being able to go um, just kind of because of finances and stuff like that. However, I was excited because they announced that they are doing a Nindies at Night event again this year, which last year um, they had all their biggest independent developers there. Uh, The 13AM team who made Rumbo was there. The Shovel Knight team, Fast Racing Neo team, all these uh, different teams uh, who made these awesome games all the developers are basically in this awesome giant museum in Seattle called the EMP. And it was just a free event open to the public where you could come, get free uh, shirts and buttons and talk with developers. And uh, they did like kind of a, almost like a live Nintendo Direct there where they announced like the Shovel Knight Amiibo and a couple new games coming to the Wii U. And uh, it was really cool. It was one of the coolest things I went to last year. And so um, I think me and Nathan are going to try to go uh, again this year. And it should be... A lot of fun, and I think it's pretty cool when Nintendo's doing this, and maybe we'll get some type of news. Um, however, we still don't really have any official announcements of new Nintendo Directs, and definitely no NX news still. We're all so, waiting. Nintendo is alive. They made an announcement. They're going to do a lot of stuff at PAX. Maybe some type of news will come out of there, but we're not really keeping keeping our hopes up for that. So My prediction yeah. is that there will be... A th- RPG for the 3DS announced. Because <laughs> that's um, all Nintendo knows how to make these days. There's, yeah, a new RPG announced like every month or something like that. I don't <laughs> yeah. even know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, hopefully Nathan and I will be able to attend that and in uh, maybe two or three weeks we'll be able to give you a, a rundown of what, what that was like here. Yeah, on the show. and if you live in the Seattle area or want to try and attend on that event, tweet at us, let us know, maybe we can meet up or something like that. I think yeah. that'd be cool. So, the first ever uh, yeah, Halo and Gamescast live meetup. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. It's uh, September 1st from 8 o'clock p.m. to midnight. So, 
if you are in the area or even close to Seattle, I think it is definitely worth the drive. So, moving on. Um, just a couple quick uh, announcements here. Uh, today, uh, two kind of big games announced, AAA games. Uh, re- released. Not announced, a release today. Release, yeah. Uh, first one is Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Um, released today, $60 AAA game. Kind of a mouthful. Um, it is. Deus Ex Mankind Divide. How many syllables is that? I don't know, but their marketing team needs to come up with something better. Than Not that. as bad as Metal Gear Solid 5 but, Phantom um, Pain. If you played uh, Deus Ex Human Revolution released, I think, three or four years ago or something like that, to generally positive reviews. And so far, I checked this morning, it was going, getting pretty good reviews um, from the critics on the internet. I think it had a... Uh, score of 85 on Metacritic, um, which is pretty good. So it looks promising if you like stealth games, stuff like that. Um, The other big game that released today is Madden 17. Um, I love Madden, so that's why I put this on here. (laughs) Um, But Madden 17 came out today, um, and you can pick that up if you would like. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm thinking about it. Like every other Madden game, it's just getting eights, and it's like, well, it's Madden. It does everything that Madden does. Well, I heard heard they made some cool new changes and um, really... Um, kind of built on some stuff they did last year to make Madden a, a really good game. If you had so, the last six Madden games all running on a TV at the same time, you would not be able to tell which Madden is which. Okay, I always say hater. You're just bitter <laughs> um, because your older brother beat some, you in Madden all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching some Madden 17 earlier, just some people playing it on Twitch, and it looks really good. I mean, it does look pretty similar graphics-wise to pretty much the last six entities of Madden, because, well... <laughs> graphics are only so great and you can only go so much more up with uh sports games um but gameplay wise it looked like it was a lot smoother than some of the last ones i know madden 15 and 16 kind of were okay at gameplay but not the best and 17 looks like it was even they smoothed out some of the bumps so we'll see i'm hoping uh rob gronkowski is on the cover so i'm hoping he gets the madden curse this year and gets hurt really bad wow um because i hate to pay for it so that's what i'm hoping for yeah is the madden curse thing still alive um it kind of died because uh calvin johnson was on the cover and the next year he had like a crazy year and caught yeah. got like 1800 yards but yeah uh yeah and last year odell beckham jr had a good year so definitely alive in there i think yeah, the last uh, like three or richard four years sherman. it's kind of been broken but hopefully it'll make a return this year yeah richard like... sherman was on it a couple years ago and he didn't get the curse either yeah. Yeah. i wonder if there is like an nfl player who's been approached to be on the cover and been like no i don't want the curse oh, there away. definitely is like ladanian tomlinson back in the day got asked to be on it and he didn't want to do it i think peyton manning might have as well so wow. there are people players who have said no i don't want to be on the cover i believe in the madden curse so it's kind of funny. <laughs> uh awesome and, and uh, the last uh, news we have for you guys is uh, Humble Bundle just released a new one. It is uh, a Capcom bundle, but with a catch, it's all PlayStation. So, user games all for the PlayStation. That means uh, I actually get to buy this bundle because I don't play games on Steam. For the most part, it did look like there was uh, the level one, which is the $1 or more. didn't look like there was any great games. There was a couple of indie games, some... Some smaller games and some kind of just little fight games and puzzle games and stuff like that. Um, There's only one on the level one tier that is uh, for PS4 or PS3, and that's the game Strider. The level two is a lot of fun. I heard Strider's good. Yeah, that's the one that I saw and was like, hey, that actually looks like it would be interesting to play. With one dollar, and you get a couple of games too. (laughs) Uh, Level two, it's about ten dollars. Last time I checked, had Lost Planet three. 
Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, speaking of long names. Uh, Remember Me. Okami HD, which Okami is one of those fan cult classic games that when it was first released, no one really was too interested in it, but as people have played it more and more, they've liked it more and more. It's one of those games that you go back and you're like, wow, that's actually a good game. I've been tempted uh, to, to buy it a couple times, so I might have to uh, splurge yeah, with that. We'll see. That was my thought. It is only for the PS3, though, in this package. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Mega Man 9 and 10 are both, and uh, Resident Evil HD is the only one in the level 2 that's for both the PS3 and the PS4. And the level 3, which was $15, had Resident Evil 0 remastered for both PS4 and PS3. And Devil May Cry HD Collection for the PS3. So for the most part, it's all PS3 games except for three games. So it's um, PlayStation 3, mostly Capcom bundle. I feel yeah. like the Humble Bundles are always just a test in like how good you are at saying words together and testing your <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> pronunciation ability, etc. You do a good job. I try I sit around in my office earlier this morning and I read them over and over and over <laughs> again so I can pronounce. There it is. But, Dedication to uh, the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I thought this would be a good thing to finish on. Uh normally I mentioned that Humble Bundle supports charities. I thought I'd mention the charities that this one specifically focuses on. So that you guys can kind of hear that these are the charities that your money actually goes to. Yeah. So this this time around, uh, this Capcom bundle, it supports International Rat Syndrome Foundation, American Red Cross, and Save the Children. And the Rat Syndrome, that's a disease, is pretty, uh, it's not super common, but it, it does show up and it is pretty big. And um, so don't taking money and going to research on that and helping people and families that are suffering from that. American Red Cross, we know them, love them. And Save the Children is to uh, help save children who are in poverty or uh, manual labor or you know child labor and that sort of thing. So sweet, very cool, cool. Thanks for the uh, brief introduction to those different charities. Um, it, I think that tops uh, Nathan's pineapple introduction. Uh, my pineapple introduction was great, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you remember my pineapple introduction from last week. Tweet at hey listen underscore games and tell us how much you love it because I think it's great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be tweeting us about oh, uh, that segment, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, great. Um, moving on. Segment two. We are going to be talking about hardware revisions. So, what are um, our thoughts on hardware revisions that are just kind of becoming really common in video games today? Um, obviously, at E3 we had the Xbox One S get announced, and then also the Xbox uh, Scorpio, um, which is coming out next year, which supposedly is very, very powerful. But even though there will be three different models at different powers out on the market, supposedly all three will play the same games, as well as playing them on PCs. And then the PS4 Slim and now the PS4 Neo are both um, going to be coming out soon. Then obviously uh, Nintendo's been doing this as well with mostly their handheld stuff with... Uh, Game Boys over the years, and 3DSs now. I mean, there's like the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the 2DS, the new 3DS XL, the new classic 3DS. Like, there are so many models of all these different hardwares out there. And um, I don't know, what do you guys think? Do you think these are kind of a good thing? Are you excited every time these hardware revisions are announced? Um, you know, not being a totally new piece of hardware, but being kind of a slightly upgraded version of an existing hardware. Do you think that's good or bad? Um, 
for the consumers. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I hate it. I think it, it depends on the, the category you're going to go with here. Um, we kind of have grouped together everything, but if you take a look at it, um, some of these are kind of just um, same specs, like, for example, the PS4 Slim. Um, Xbox, Xbox One S, I guess, can uh, stream 4K and is a little bit better. Um like can upres to 4K and stuff like that, um, but it's still I think about the same specs as the Xbox One. So when you're talking about those revisions, um, they're basically revisions to help make the hardware cheaper and hopefully make um, make it so that the Microsoft and Sony can sell these consoles cheaper to the people, which I think is obviously good for the consumer and for the company and for the company because um, they'll sell more and then they'll sell more games and make more money, etc. Um, so I think those are good revisions, um, and they always know that they'll be able to tempt some people who already have, like, a PS4 or whatever, and be like, ooh, I need the new latest thing, I think. And they know they'll get yeah. them to rebuy, which so, is good. There'll be certain people who yeah. double dip, and I think it's also a good marketing standpoint where you can kind of convince those people to jump on the boat, and maybe it's been two or three years, you haven't bought an Xbox or a PS4 yet, and, hey, here's the time. We just announced our newer, new uh, revision. It's a lot smaller. It's a new price point, and it kind of... Can you get some of those people who are on the fence maybe to jump in as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I think it makes sense. I Honestly, I'm going to go with kind of the devil's advocate on this one, not because I just want to disagree with you guys, because I actually do disagree with you guys. <laughs> I don't like it. I honestly hate it when they do the hardware revisions, mostly because um, I can understand kind of making a console cheaper so that you know you make a PS Slim or something like that so that you can sell it to more people mm-hmm. who may or may not have jumped on the bandwagon already. But to me, it feels like a cash grab. It feels it feels so much more like okay, let's have all these systems that we already have. You already paid you know four or five hundred dollars for the system. Here's a new version of the system, and we're going to release more of our games towards that direction. Like I don't know. I just so, I'm more about the I I like the idea that you know like the GameCube or something like that. It was the GameCube, and there was no <laughs> there was no revision to the GameCube. It was just always the were, GameCube. If you made it slimmer, it wouldn't be a GameCube. It'd be a game rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or like you know, original Xbox and you know PlayStation One era and stuff. There wasn't even though there was a PlayStation. You know they slimmed down some of those versions, obviously just so that you know, like later on the slims aren't as bad. But like when they start adding the new graphics or adding a new version of it, it start, it kind of bugs me because yeah. then it's like saying, "Hey, we need you to buy more." So Rob, you're talking more about the uh, like the playstation for neo um the Scorpio, yeah yeah etc the ones that are actually more powerful with more powerful hardware yeah the slims i can understand the slims because honestly yeah if it you can make it cheaper make it a little bit more efficient then probably more people are going to jump on the bandwagon i'm not going to buy a ps slim yeah um, i have a ps i think the ps some of those kind of minor hardware revisions slim models are more just for you know new mm-hmm. customers who are coming in but um we've never really seen a mid-cycle hardware revision that kind of upgrades the the current console but not necessarily being an entirely new console in itself so um supposedly the ps4 and the xbox scorpio are gonna you know run games better the load times will be significantly faster the games will look prettier the frame rate and everything will be better it might be in 4k and so i think those kind of revisions are the ones that kind of burn the consumer a little bit because you know we feel like you know, I've paid $400 plus X amount of money for how many games and other things I bought. I want to be able to enjoy them um, as much as I can, but 
technically there's an experience out there that I need to slap down another three, four hundred dollars for to get a more better or upscale version of what I'm currently playing. Um, and I think even when you're playing online multiplayer, I think it almost kind of gives like an unfair advantage. You know, I feel like if I'm playing Overwatch or Destiny on my console, but someone else is playing it where they their console can have a higher resolution with a higher frame rate and better graphics, like it's almost kind of like an uneven playing field. Almost. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that as a point, but that's a good point, especially with frame rate, obviously. Um, but I think, obviously, the consumers, especially when the PS4 uh, Neo first got leaked and stuff like that, there was a lot of backlash because people worried were worried about what you guys are saying about having adopted early and then kind of now being left out. Um, so mm-hmm. I think Sony has a tough job, is going to have a tough, tough job marketing both the Neo and the PS4 Slim. Um, I'm interested to see whether the Neo is going to be like, more expensive than even the current PS4, like maybe like $500, because they're saying it's kind of like a high-end PS4 for people who really care about that stuff. Um, Because I guess what they're trying to do is kind of be in contention with the PC market, which obviously can have the highest. um, And there's all those PC (laughs) who are like, oh, our game is way prettier on PC, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm assuming they're probably going to do something like that and then have the just the PS4 Slim as a kind of lower-end tier. Yeah. Um, and, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a PC gamer. I never have really been. Um, but if you think about it, really, PCs have been doing this for forever. Like, PCs... That's you know, true. New chips come out all the time, and you're just kind of slowly kind of upgrading and up putting new pieces in your computer. And I think no matter what computer you have, there's almost always some type of better chip or better processor yeah. that you mm-hmm. could buy to upgrade your system to get a technically better experience even if you don't need but to. So. I think the difference with the PC is the fact that you're upgrading kind of one piece at a time, like you said, like you get a new video card or whatever yeah. it is, one one piece at a time, so you're only spending maybe 100 bucks a year or something like that instead of, you know, plopping down another four or 500 Yeah, and I think just kind of the expectation that we've had our entire lives is, oh, hey, yeah, for sure. I bought this console, I bought this box, I plug it in, I want it to work, and I want it to last Last me five years or something, and so yeah, here we are, you know, three years into the PS4 and the Xbox One, and they're saying, "Hey, we're having a new one coming out. It's way better. It's probably gonna be full price, but it's not the new Xbox or it's not the P- new PS5. It's just a better version of what you have." So, I think that that part is interesting, and it'll take some getting used to. But I don't know if I, I, if they sell really well, I could see maybe there won't be a PlayStation 5 ever. Maybe it'll yeah. just slowly yeah. keep being upgraded like PCs because, I mean, if you look from the N64 era from 1996, 20 years later to now in 2016, graphics and games look way different. Like, it's crazy how much oh, yeah. bigger games are. From 2016 to 2036, are we going to see that big of a change in video games? Probably not. I mean, possibly, but I feel like we're a little closer to that ceiling of what games can do and run. Um, They already look so lifelike. I mean, I was watching some of the Resident Evil, the new Resident Evil 7 uh, VR experience. uh You can almost, there are points where you can't tell that you're actually in a video game. Yeah. It's creepy. So (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Like, I personally with the computers, I struggle with that because, you know, being someone who doesn't necessarily always have a whole lot of money, I can't always pay to upgrade my system and stuff like that. So 
I kind of wish people were more consumer friendly on that side of things saying like oh hey our game will work on your older computer but i understand the limitations and you know you always want to be pushing the envelope and moving upward and onward but at the same time i i don't know i feel like it's harder for consumers because we have to put so much more money into keeping up with the graphics upgrades and everything even if it's you know that's what the ps4 neo is doing and and it's better for the company because they are gaining more money because they can do this yeah. yeah, and I think um, as much as, you know, maybe, Rob, you might not like it or we might be kind of hesitant about this whole PS4 Slim. Jeff, I think you're right. We are probably... I mean, Microsoft's hashtag for the Scorpio is hashtag beyond generations, so they're really pushing the idea of kind of not having, like, a new set generation every 5 to 10 years or something like that and more having these incremental upgrades, and I think that's what we're going to see growing, going forward is that, you know... Possibly gaming will move to streaming completely at some point, but at least for the foreseeable future, every couple of years we'll probably have an upgrade um, of a new console that's a little bit better and can do a little bit more, and you kind of have to pick and choose when you want to upgrade, yeah. etc. Um, similar to tablets, phones, all that stuff yeah. that's coming out. Except for Nintendo consoles. <laughs> it's, Nintendo consoles will stay the same because N- Nintendo refuses to change. Nintendo ha- had the opportunity probably about three years ago to do something like this and make a new version of the Wii U that was like maybe a slim model that was cheaper to make, bundle it without the gamepad, make it, you know, a really, really low price point. But they kinda decided to stick to their guns and, you know, try to put out some more games that use the gamepad. And obviously, you know, that didn't probably work out as well as they were hoping. They didn't really end up selling very more Wii U's because of that. Um, but the new NX system is coming out next year. And supposedly it's going to be an entirely new experience, something like Nintendo's really ever done before. It's a lot different than the Wii and the Wii U. So, I don't know, maybe the NX will come out and it could shake things up a little bit and make Sony and Microsoft realize people are excited about new hardware, uh, not necessarily revisions. Uh, but at the same time, we don't really know what the NX is, so we can't really We can't <laughs> really say, but I mean, yeah. even with the NX, I could see Nintendo, if it does sell well or do well, I could see them doing further revisions with the NX because they did do the, you know, the new 3DS XL that's more, or new 3DS that's has a better processor yeah. and is a little bit more powerful, mm-hmm. it's, et cetera. Yeah, so. the but, original 3DS and the XL model um, were the same kind of power-wise, same as the 2DS. They're all just basically... You could pay a little bit more or less based on what you wanted for screen size and portability and stuff. Um, but then they made a new 3DS that came out uh, last year that basically has increased processing power. And there was only a few exclusive games on it that came out um, for that took use of that power. Um, so yeah. it wasn't really a new system. It was really more just, hey, this runs Smash Bros. and it only <laughs> takes five seconds to load instead of 30 seconds. Exactly. Um, and hey, you've got like a little C-stick. The 3D looks a lot better. Um, stuff like that um, just kind of speeds things up. Um, however, they did put Super Nintendo games on there, which I thought was kind of cool. Made me almost kind of want to get one. Uh, so there's a few uh, little perks that, for the most part, Nintendo has only done minor hardware revisions. Yep. But, you know, the big the big thing that really, I mean, with all these system upgrades and everything, what it ultimately comes down to is what games are going to be there. Because why do we upgrade our computers? We upgrade our computers so we can play the newest and greatest game. Why do we upgrade? Why do we get the new PlayStation? Because we want to play the new games that are only on the PlayStation. Why do we get the new Nintendo? Like so, with the Nintendo NX, it's only going to be as you know. It's going to do 
the you know defeating knocking off xbox and playstation only if it actually has games that can come with it that will be worthwhile well, it'll to not play. defeat or knock off playstation xbox. no no it but, won't I mean, honestly i'm I mean, not i don't think really that's nintendo's, that's not nintendo's strategy nintendo's market with the nx they're not i don't think they're going to do a hardware vision for that or the wii u because their market is either going to buy it or they're not going to buy it i don't think yeah, that's true. there's many nintendo fans out there saying man I really wish my Super Mario Kart game could run at a uh, higher resolution and a higher uh, higher frame rate and stuff like yeah. that, which yeah. Yeah. Mario Kart's already look great and all that stuff. So I feel like doing a hardware revision to kind of have the upscale community go in isn't yeah. probably what Nintendo's going to do. But I don't know. We, we Like I said, we don't know anything about NX. Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So I think overall, sounds like we are okay with hardware revisions as far as like slim models and stuff mm-hmm. but we're a little little wary maybe a little bit concerned about um kind of the hardware revisions that kind of slightly upgrade the system and add new features that kind of burn the original adopters and for stuff. sure and so. i think mm-hmm. i think we're just gonna have yeah. to kind of set our expectations to be that this is going to be the model going forward is probably more like slight iterations versus like huge leaps in power and stuff like that. Yep. So as hard I as think, that's going to be, uh, we're going to have to live with it, I think. I mean, and I think ultimately it's just about holding our breath and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they found a way to do it kind of like PC where they like, you buy a chip and they send you like a screwdriver and you like plug in a little <laughs> thing to like, yeah, Xbox, yeah. a special like, like Xbox screwdriver you have to use. As dumb as that would be, that wouldn't be intimidating at all for me. And I, I think that'd be really easy. Like I don't want to buy a whole nother giant box for $400. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, no, yeah, you know, you've got the, the family or the family who bought a PS4 for the Blu-ray. Like, oh, what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, you know, already upgraded like hardware size. So why can't you upgrade graphics or that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It, Ninten- Nintendo did put a has a patent for a supplemental hardware unit. Um, That's right. So uh, something like that is a possibility with Nintendo. And I'm plug sure. your PS4 into your NX and use all of its power to get the ultimate graphic experience. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go ahead and let us know on Twitter at HeyListen underscore Games. What do you think about hardware revisions? Are you excited for the PS4 Neo, the Xbox One Scorpio? What do you, the heck do you think NX is? Who knows? <laughs> um, let us know. Moving on, uh, we got our last two segments today are going to be uh, pretty quick segments here. But uh, segment three, I'll go ahead and let Rob introduce, is going to be our first segment, uh, or our first kind of indie game spotlight. So, Rob, what is this so, uh, segment going to be about? So, basically, we were talking the other day, and there's a lot of really good indie games and indie game companies out there. You know, we have our big AAA games, you know, the Assassin's Creed's and Call of Duty's of the world, but there's all, the little game companies are the ones that progress the world of video games, to be honest. And there's some really great indie games. If we spent as much time as we would like to talking about indie games, we'd be here forever. But... We decided that what we could do is highlight one or two indie games every week or every other week or however we do this and just talk a little bit about a game that we think you guys might enjoy and games that either we have enjoyed or we're looking forward to we think would be really interesting. This week, the game I'm going to introduce is called Overcooked. And how it works, Overcooked. It's basically a really (laughs) tiny, it's like, Tiny cartoon people set in the Onion Kingdom. 
which is really ridiculous. So is everyone and crying there all the time? Probably. <laughs> but basically, you it's a co-op game. It's You can do it by yourself, but it's basically horrible to do by yourself. It's a up-to-four-player co-op type game that uses mostly just you guys run around a kitchen and you complete different tasks. Like, um, for example, one of the ones is you have to make onion soup, which is sort of ironic because you're in the onion kingdom and the king of the onion kingdom is a giant onion, but you have to make onion soup. Um, it's a cannibalistic game. I love onion yep. soup. So in order to do this, you have to pick onions up out of a bin, carry them over to a chopping block, you cut them up, and then you have to put them in the soup. You have to put three chopped up onions in a soup. It has to cook to a boil. You have to pour it into a bowl and take it and deliver it to the service place. After a few minutes, the plate will come back dirty and you have to clean it. But you're, you're timed on this. You have about five minutes to do all these orders and you get points based off of how many orders you guys can complete. And so... Hmm. It's really the basic gameplay is it's about players' ability to work together to coordinate in an ever-changing environment. Like sometimes there's one I was looking at and it's on a pirate ship, and as the waves crash, everything on all the counters and everything move. And then also completing different menu items and stuff. It looks like a lot of fun. I've watched a couple of Let's Plays videos of it, including I watched the developers play it, and they did awful at their own game. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was really funny to watch, because they're like, guys, we made this game. We should be better at this than So are you really hot. trying to work together, or are you kind of trying to work together but sabotage your teammates at the same time? Or well, if you sabotage you your, do? if you sabotage your teammates, you actually are sabotaging yourself. Okay. Um, you're all. It would be. You're all working towards the same goal, um, and it is really funny because sometimes the environments are really small and cramped, and you get in each other's ways, and you have to figure out how to work together and have teamwork. And some of the videos I watched, people were really good about it, and some of them they were really terrible about it. So it was really. It, do you know? Is it local co-op or is it online or is it both? I think you can do both, actually. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Uh, I feel like this would be a scene sounds like a cool game you could play like at a party or something like that. With, like, yeah, no, that's what it looked like. Friends. It looks like old school, like um, kind of, you know, uh, Nintendo Land type game, you know, sort of that same feature, only one set game throughout the whole thing mm -hmm. rather than multiple mini games you could do. And it looked really fun. I was watching it, and I, after about two hours, realized I'd been sitting there watching the <laughs> wow. two hours. It was just engrossing to watch people play this game. So it's literally interesting. I kind of I don't own it. I've watched people play it, but I don't own it yet. It's currently $17 on Steam, Xbox One, and PS4. So as far as indie games are concerned, it's a little bit more on the expensive side because I would classify most indie games if there should be $20 or less. And $20 is the most expensive I would pay for an indie game, and you know, you'd prefer lower prices. Yeah. But... It looks incredibly fun. So that's our indie game spotlight. I think it sounds really cool that it's like a co-op game. Like, yeah, I think there's a really lot of fun. solo games that are like that, but I've never really heard of a co-op yeah. game being kind of like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it looks, sounds cool. So really um, unique idea. maybe if it goes on sale or maybe it'll be on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm hoping. I'm PlayStation hoping Plus for PlayStation September, Plus. maybe. Let's go. Heard uh, it so. here first, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. Put us PlayStation Plus, Sony, and the three of us will all stream it on Twitch and give you lots of publicity. So. Exactly. Oh, yeah. We, will. <laughs> we know and you're just listening. Watch us, just watch us scream and laugh and be ridiculous and terrible at this <laughs> game. And by terrible, I mean Nathan will be terrible and Jeff and I will do all the work.
Rob, you aren't any better at video games than I am. <laughs> uh, all righty, awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing that uh, spotlight. Um, I think we'll probably bring back the Indie Games Spotlight in two weeks um, mm-hmm. after the Nunnies at Night event where Nathan and I will uh, probably spotlight our favorite games from that indie event that we um, hopefully are going to be able to go to. So moving on, segment four, what we are playing this week. If, uh, you, are new to the, if you are new to the show, um, we always end our show uh, with a final segment of just kind of talking about what we are playing this week and uh, just kind of catching up uh, in the world of gaming. Um, so, as for me, I uh, played a lot of Destiny and Overwatch this week. It was Iron Banner. I, I, I'm so used to calling Iron Banner the Iron Banana. <laughs> I kind of like stutter myself there. Um, we should yeah. start a, start like a, uh, whatchamacallit, to get them to change a petition? Iron Banana. A petition, yes. Iron Banana. Rise yeah, of Iron like Banana, it. the new Destiny expansion. Do it, Bungie. Uh, but yeah, it was Iron Banner week, a uh, big multiplayer event, and also it was the last week for the Summer Games event for Overwatch, so spent a lot of time playing the two of those. It was fun getting back in those with uh, some friends. Uh, and then uh, as far as Nintendo this week, I actually uh, beat Triforce Heroes this week. Woo! And uh, me and Nathan and Nathan's roommate Jordan, uh, the three of us have been slowly kind of working our way through Triforce Heroes ever since it came out last year, and uh, we finally finished up the game, beat the final two dungeons uh, this weekend. There was a crazy final boss fight against this old lady who shoots, like, umbrellas and things out at you. (laughs) She had, guys, she had four stages, which, you know, Nintendo boss fights, there's always three, so that fourth stage kind of scared us. Yeah, we beat that third stage, we're like, yeah, and they're like, whoa, oh, this isn't even our final form, no! Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, finally beat that game, and I looked at my activity log. I put over like I think it was like forty five hours or something in That's the Triforce insane. series, yeah. which That's was awesome. good. I feel like that game definitely flew under the radar. Uh, a lot of people didn't really give it a chance. Um, I can kind of understand why. I guess I mean it isn't really a single player Zelda game, even though you can do stuff uh, by yeah, yourself it solo. Really work very well. um, it's definitely one of those games that if you got two other friends with a 3DS, especially locally, you can c- yeah. come together and all hang out and play together. It's an awesome experience, and I uh, recommend it for, for playing through it with friends, for sure. Um, and then also got back into Mario Kart 8 this week. Um, that same weekend after we beat Triforce Heroes, the three of us uh, popped in Mario Kart 8 and uh, did a couple races and had a lot of fun doing that. And I've been uh, kind of going back, doing some time trials, playing Grand Prix, and... I forgot how pretty that game looks. <laughs> that game is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, however, it's a did, lot of fun. I did notice, even though it is a lot of fun and the g- game looks uh, gorgeous, I feel like they just left out some like really simple things in that Mario Kart. Like the the battle mode in that Mario Kart's like almost non-existent. You can only play battle mode on like the giant versus race tracks, which kind of doesn't work very well. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like you don't have a giant open air. You have like really long, you know, courses. So the battle mode is pretty much, you know, not even any fun at all. And then I was doing some of the time trials, and I was trying to find my friends' time trial times, and I couldn't find them. Like, I can only find random people on me versus time trials. And I, I really enjoyed that in the Mario Kart Wii. I remember I had a friend in high school. We'd go back and forth, like, trying to beat each other's time trials on certain tracks. And it was kind of weird that I couldn't do that. So Mario Kart 8's a great game, but there's a few weird things like that. It's just, like... Did this just kind of like slip by and it was like a week till the game came out and they're like, oh crap, we forgot to put in 
Like Fred's time yeah. trials or battle mode. I mean, they've done some DLC, so you think they might have maybe patched something yeah. like that they, in. They put but... free updates in, adding yeah. like 200 CC. Yeah. Exactly. Not nothing for battle mode or time trial ghosts for friends. I I don't know. It's kind of weird. 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 Still still a lot of fun. Yeah. Having fun with it. Rob, uh, give us your weekly Fallout 3 update. <laughs> <laughs> so I played a little bit more Fallout 3 this week again, of course. and I'm still lost in the um, underground. Um, Wait, weren't you lost in the underground last week? Yeah. Okay. I'm still lost in the underground. I have no idea. Well, I, I finally figured out kind of the different lines of the underground, the subway system, and kind of figured out a little bit of where I might be on the map, but I'm still lost. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. Nice. Um, I also played a little bit more Uncharted 4, got a little further along in the story, and kind of hit a spot where I was in a, it was like combat after combat after combat, so it was kind of a little slow going, because I kept getting hit by guys with shotguns and the body armor and the helmets. Dude, those guys are so hard Whoa, to beat. Don't tell me that. It was going along so well. I don't Oh, man. I was just like, I just like, you know, I'm sort of a run-in and gun type person. I'm not huge on the big stealth element, and I've had to be a little bit more stealthy because I keep, if every time I've run in and gunned, I get shot by a shotgun guy who jumps off the edge and lands right in front of me. I'm like, oh, I can't hit you because I'm screaming. <laughs> <laughs> So, I've only made it, I haven't really made it a whole lot farther, but I'm probably only, a, I'm probably about two or three hours from the end. Cool. Um, wow, there you so go, getting bro. close. All getting right. close. I'm, I can, I can taste it. Um, and I, randomly, I was looking at, you know, there's all these online, or these, uh, all these video game companies put out their own type of version of the Steam, basically, so there's Steam, there's Origin, there's Uplay and all this oh, stuff. Yeah, and I was, yeah, on yeah. My, I was on my Uplay the other day, and I looked at some of the games I had. And I'm like, I have Far Cry 3 on my Uplay? I didn't know this. <laughs> I was like, I don't even think that will run on my computer. I have kind of an old laptop. I mean, old in our standards, because I got it in 2013. And so three years old laptop. So wow. old. So old. So I was like, I want to see if I can actually play this. And I could. It ran a little clunky but it works so i was kind of really impressed by that so i put in about maybe 45 minutes an hour into far cry 3 and just kind of running around and killing unsuspecting dogs and pigs and (laughs) animals funnest thing to do in far cry there you go i I didn't realize there was a story i just was running around killing things and driving vehicles off the place very cool cool. that's what i've been playing wait what, what rob Oh, I said that's what I've been playing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, let's see. So uh, I'm kind of similar to Jeff. Um, like you said, we beat Triforce Heroes, uh, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, did go under the radar a bit. But I think one of the coolest things about that game is just the the crazy um, puzzle work that Nintendo... There are some really, really clever puzzles and solutions and um, ways to progress through that game um, using three different players, which was really cool um, because, you know, uh, I played Four Swords back in the day and... They kind of didn't really do very much with that to see. Just so, pretty much just walk through an area and slash everything. Exactly. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So to see them really put some work into kind of that aspect was really neat. Um, there were some really cool puzzles in that game, but beat that, which is always exciting because uh, Zelda games are like the one series <laughs> that I usually try and beat. Another Zelda game being a notch on your belt there. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Um, And then I also guys, when he says he likes to try and beat them, he means those are the only ones he can beat. Oh, okay, whatever you say, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Nathan. But I also played some Destiny, played some Iron Banner. Um, I'm trying to get my guy up 
I was at 321, and I got up to light level 324. So nice. Rise yeah. of Iron comes out next month, so trying to get my light level up um, a little bit before that drops. Um, had some fun with that, playing multiplayer. And then also have been playing uh, Madden NFL 15, uh, which is the game I currently own. I'm kind of been looking at some stuff for the new Madden game, Madden 17, and was inspired, but wasn't <laughs> sure if I wanted to set, shell out 60 bucks for a new Madden. So I've been playing 15. I might... I tend to get them like every other year, so I might get 17 at some point, like maybe when there's a sale or something like that. But yeah, having fun with that and uh, doing my franchise with the Broncos and currently <laughs> 8 0 undefeated right wow. now. So, with the best team in the game, best, good job. That's true, yeah. Yeah, the great <laughs> thing about that nowadays is like people make all these roster updates for you, so you can just download the newest rosters basically that other people oh, work wow, on, that's cool. which is cool. Like, oh, yeah, nice. game update. yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool, awesome. Well. I think that about wraps up our show today. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Progress Bar Radio for hosting us on our channel. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, Anthony over on Progress Bar Radio is taking a bit of a hiatus on his channel to focus on um, some family stuff and also on Overwatch. And I think he's trying to get into doing live broadcasting for Overwatch matches. So um, as for now, we will be the only show... Uh, at the moment, uh, on Progress Bar only Radio. live show on Progress Bar Radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we will keep coming at you every week. Um, school is starting back up, and uh, things are getting a little busy for us. But we're going to try to keep uh, hitting you guys with an episode every week. Uh, we may change our uh, our weekly live time. We may not. Uh, some we'll talk about, but we will let you guys know. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at Haylisten underscore Games. You guys know the whole spiel we can uh you can follow us there you can also find us on facebook and uh on itunes you can find us on there and listen to our podcast our games casts on the podcast subscribe yep subscribe to us on itunes love for you to leave us a review we don't have any reviews yet leave us a review we'll probably read on the show and i might cry if it's a bad review so (laughs) all right thanks so much for listening see ya